Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. And with me today is my new friend, Stacy Wagner. Say hello, Stacy. Hello, everyone. So glad you're here today. I'm happy to be here. Folks, there's a lot of reasons to listen to Stacy. He's going to share his story in just a moment. But what I've noticed, Stacy, and this is why I invited you to be on the show here today. Okay. You've had some experiences that have taught you some very important principles. Yes. And sometimes, you know what? I've interviewed a lot of people on this show. Okay. Authors, um, famous professional people, speakers, um, athletes. Right. And when I first contacted you, I thought, yeah, I get to interview another athlete. Yes. Because you are. Yes, sir. And you have been. And this has been your background. And this interview might have turned into a, oh, here's this famous professional athlete who's done all of these great things. Right. You and I were chatting just before the show about our mutual friend, Mark Eaton. Yes. Um, And Mark is an amazing athlete and a phenomenal speaker. Absolutely. That's not the interview we're going to have today, is it? No, not at all. Can you share with our audience where you're coming from? Yes. A little bit about your story. Absolutely. I'm coming from a place of recognizing that every day thousands of people, you know, experience tragic events in their lives that they didn't deserve. And one of the things that I'm speaking to is how you can truly triumph in the face of adversity. And so today I really want to share my story of not only growing up in Phoenix, Arizona Mm -hmm. and having sports truly uh, teach me a lot of lessons in my life, but I want to share about choices, you know, and some of our young people make choices and really don't recognize that, those choices that we make each and every day can define our tomorrow. And unfortunately, in 1996, I made some poor choices. And those poor choices led to me being incarcerated. And that incarceration uh, was 16 consecutive years. And so uh, having spent that amount of my life basically... The majority of my 20s and most of my 30s, over a a third of my life was incarcerated. And so that was difficult. Now, you were on track for and planning for something very different. Absolutely. From the prison schooling that you got. (laughs) Absolutely. That was not my way. I didn't want to receive my lessons in life by hard knocks, Mm -hmm. but uh, truly... I believe that God gifted me as an athlete to be able to become a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. But my dream was being able to be a collegiate coach. And that's what I've always dreamed of doing. But um, unfortunate circumstances led me to being wrongfully convicted. And in that conviction, I had to serve 16 years 
in the Utah State Prison. Wow. So. 16 consecutive years. Yes. And I, I just referred to this as your prison schooling. Right. Um, I went through a PhD program. Right. Which was my university schooling. I don't know if I learned half of what you learned, Stacy. Well, I, I, I would... I would say that they're different experiences and you learn yeah. from a different uh, environment. Your environment wasn't as hostile as mine. Yeah. However, I think uh, the lessons that we learn in life, there's a lot of people. The reason I really want to tell my story is I believe that there's a lot of people who truly today may not enter the walls of a prison, right. but they are imprisoned right now. And so I believe that what I went through was an opportunity for me to be a blessing to other people. Mm -hmm. And some of the lessons that I learned, you know, I want to share those lessons with the world. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I want to share those lessons with the world is I truly believe that the key to all success is truly knowing how to forgive. And I believe it was Elizabeth Marks who said that forgiveness is a four-letter word, L-O-V-E. <laughs> and to me, being in an environment like I was, I truly believe that the reason I was able to forgive is because, you know, some people like to say it's because of their faith or their religion as to why they decide to forgive. Mm -hmm. Other people may say that it's because they seek therapy and mm -hmm. reach out to doctors like yourself to work through those issues. And then there's others that just choose to say, you know what? I'm going to hold on to this. I'm not going to forgive. And that's a, that's a decision too. But what happened with me, I choose to believe that it was my faith. It was mm -hmm. what I was raised to believe. But it really wasn't just because I had faith that there was a God. My faith was truly being tested. And did I really believe what I said I believed? So I had to make a decision mm -hmm. to say, you know, race played a factor in my conviction. Mm. But that wasn't what was going to set me free what was going to set me free was really realizing that my accusers weren't wicked people they were weak and what i mean by weak is when you can stand in your own accountability that shows strength and what people don't realize when you forgive someone it's not letting them off the hook. No. It truly speaks more to who you are and not them. That's like and a so, gift you give yourself. Really. Absolutely. And so when I decided to really focus on that my people and the people who did this to me weren't racist, wicked people. Rather, they were weak. It made more sense to my situation. And mm -hmm. so to expound on that a little bit is when I said they were weak, I don't mean in a, in a sense of belittling them. I mean, accountability because 
each year that I came up for parole, I had an opportunity to stand in my accountability. And that was no one forced me to be in a situation to be accused of what I was accused of. Mm. I placed myself. You made your choice. Because of the choice I made, I was in that particular situation and I had to be accountable for my own actions. Hmm. Now, does that excuse the lies that were told? No. And so no, but why? you don't control that. I don't control it just as people who have experienced, you know, people accusing them or wrong, wronging them mm-hmm. or just me treating them, abusing them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not responsible for what's happened to them. But to be able to be at a place in your life where you truly can stand and truly be accountable and say, okay, I made a poor decision. And my mindset of believing that being a player and womanizer was cool. (laughs) That was a decision. That was a choice I made. And that form of thinking led to me being in a position to be accused of what I was accused of. And so as again, just to clarify, the reason I said that I believe that the people who chose to do this were weak was because it was easier to say that I was raped by an African-American athlete mm-hmm. as opposed to saying and telling the truth, which was, I'm LDS. I got involved with an African-American person who at the time was married and I am afraid of being excommunicated. I'm afraid of being ostracized by my family. I'm afraid of what ridicule will come of me because I made a decision to engage in a consensual act with Mm -hmm. a person that doesn't look like my environment. So when I say that these people blame, were it? weak, it's easier for a person to blame right. as opposed to stand and be accountable. Stacy, you're in the same position. When you said that, that race had something to do with it, you were sharing with me before the, we turned on the mics, you come from a family where this is not a new thing. No. Yeah, I think was it your grandfather you were talking about? Yes. Um, where it, it would be easy to say, "Look, the society is making it so that I can't be successful." Right. That, that's you that's know, easy to because say because I'm black. I cannot have the same opportunities and the same choices that other people are going to have. Now, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen because you and I both know that it does. It does. There's discrimination everywhere you look. And it would be easier to blame that or to blame the fact, for example, that you were incarcerated for 16 years. Right. To say, look, that wasn't fair. And now you just curl up in your little victim corner somewhere and, and lick your wounds. Right. Or... Like you're saying, you can stand in your accountability 
Yes. You can own your part. And Stacy, you don't have to own anybody else's part of this. No. But your own and say, yeah, I made choices and I did things that steered me to a place that ended up with all this happening. Yes. And what can I do now? That's that's the truth. And that's where that's I the am. message. That's where I am today. It's yeah. you know, our society and, and young people see a lot of things that are going on in our country right now. Mm-hmm. And the things that are going on, they're very real. Oh yeah. And as a person of color, I am an advocate of truly teaching young people to be accountable. Yeah. And to choose to not be victims but be victors. And my story is not about white people doing this or injustice happening to me. You know, those factors played a role. Sure. And how I was raised was, you know, I'm not responsible for what people do. What I'm responsible for is how I react to what happens. And I chose to be forgiving. I chose to rise above my situation. I chose to say that good things do, bad things do happen to good people. And that is not a cliche. And it doesn't mean statement. It doesn't mean because I was convicted and incarcerated. That makes me a mistake. Hmm. No, it meant that the place that I was in didn't define who I could be. That's right. And I made a decision that most can make. And that is really recognizing that being a person of substance is truly knowing where you came from mm. and, and, and recognizing that it's not about who you are. It's about whose you are. And so <laughs> I know that. Christ resides in my heart. And as a person that believes God and is a Christian, I am commissioned to forgive 70 times 70. So what happened to me, I believe happened to me for me to be a blessing to other people. And I live my life with that model. And I truly believe that every people, all people can keep balance over negative experiences Mm -hmm. because I'm not special. Well, as we come back from this first break, Stacy, we're going to dig into some of those principles. I think you've set it up really nicely. Folks, this is Stacy Wagner at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com on the website you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download and while you're there make sure you click on the social media icons come over to facebook where we will be posting these episodes as well as our youtube videos and other content and announcements for you to share please like us comment subscribe join the conversation we're happy to have you with us here at live on purpose radio Let's all support each other to live on purpose. Dr. Paul Jenkins.com. 
And welcome back. Stacy Wagoner at Live on Purpose Radio today. And Stacy, wow. Uh, you got to spend, did you say a third of your life so far? Absolutely. It'll it become was. less and less, by the way. It does. Of a percentage, I mean. Absolutely. You spend about a third of your life so far incarcerated in the state prison system. Yes. Um, where I'm sure you've, you know, had all kinds of lovely experiences. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. You had some realizations, too. Yes. And you shared one with me about where you come from. Can you share with our listeners what what that was for you and what it meant for you? Absolutely. I uh, had some very, uh, I guess, normal struggles being in this environment. Mm. And that first year of incarceration, you know, the the emotions of going through the fact that you feel hopeless you you're well depressed. it was a, a life sentence absolutely that a, sounds like a long time <laughs> sounds like life sounds like you're going to die there yes and then to to struggle with the emotion of you know abandonment feeling depression and and truly the oh, hopelessness wow. of are my prayers leaving the ceiling of this sale? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't feel like that. But knowing that I had never experienced anything as tough in my life as this. I'm sure. It caused me to really resort back to my upbringing mm-hmm. and truly take a look at how I was raised and where I come from. And there was one particular night while incarcerated that I was struggling sleeping. Mm -hmm. And during the course of that struggle, I feel that it was the Holy Spirit truly prompting me to wake up and and really think. And, And I woke up and I couldn't put my mind to rest. And one of the things that I uh, began to think about was my family and my grandparents and my mom and my aunt and my uncles and all of my cousins and siblings and what have you. And, and I began to think about that. And, and I remember that my grandfather grew up in, you know, a time where he was in the military Mm -hmm. and at that time in the military, you know, he, uh, our country deemed that African-Americans weren't smart enough to, to hold weapons. So my grandfather was commissioned to, to uh, work as a custodian and what have you in the military. Mm-hmm. But growing up and my grandfamily growing up in Texas and having gone through racism and seeing mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that and, and to see colored water fountains and white-only restrooms. And, and so having parents and grandparents who taught me to see people and to see them for who they were, not what mm-hmm. color they not were. Not what they look like. Treat them as you would want to be treated. That's yeah. how I was raised. And so I knew I came from good lineage and yeah. good stock. Yeah. And I decided that at that moment that my family has been through a lot. And for me, just like any person today, 
to stand in this face of this horrendous adversity, I had to exhibit that I had a backbone, that I truly was able to stand up to this and, and truly face it and not allow it to crush me as a person. And so I thought about that word and I truly felt that that word backbone, I was called to really meditate on. And I did. Mm. And I grew up as a young man in elementary loving acronyms. And so yeah. as I began to go through the days and, and weeks, I began to put together this word backbone as an acronym because I believe in my prayers and my study time that God was saying, how can you use what you've gone through to bless other people? And I believe in that environment, what was birthed from that word was I truly believe the word backbone means to me, to you, is believing all can keep balance over negative experiences. And that's my backbone. message. And so yes. today I am here excited, truly strong, and I truly believe that I'm better as a result of what I went through. And I am here to assist others to truly stand mm. and use the backbone that they have and draw strength in the face of whatever. Wait, let me see if I got this, Stacy. So backbone. Yes. Believing all. Yes. Can keep balance. Yes. Over negative experiences. Absolutely. Is that it? Absolutely. B-A-C-K-B-O-N-E. Nice. That is, nice. That is uh, as people say, is that your motto? Well, I believe that it's not a motto. Mm. It's a principle. And I truly believe yeah. that life happens. Things happen. People go through things. People experience things. And in the face sure. of it, how do you keep balance? How do you not allow what you've experienced to consume you? How right. do you not allow uh, a wrong to consume you with hate? Yeah, Stacy, it would have been so easy to give up. And maybe sometimes you felt like you wanted to. Absolutely. But then you got this whole army of people who have come before you. Yes. Who are related to you. Yes. Who are looking at you and saying, Stacy, can you do this? Can Absolutely. And it's not about what you personally believe about that. Sometimes you have to just go to your faith. Right. You know, go to, go to a belief or choose a belief. Right. That this is not going to crush me. Stacy, you had a life sentence. Yes. And, and in the context of that, you realize, you know what? God is telling me, I got to do something with this. Absolutely. So that it's not wasted on me. Yes. Do something with this to bless the lives of other people. And that's what you're doing now. Right. But I, it didn't start just when they released me. Because no, it can't. my process to forgiveness began in those walls. When I was mm -hmm. able to take my own eyes off of myself, I was able to see other men. And I was able to see the men who were in that environment 
as men. Because I truly saw that they were people that had made some mistakes, but they themselves weren't mistakes. And as a result of that, I was able to connect. I was able to allow God to use me. And the way he used me was I was able to graduate from Utah State while incarcerated. I was able to become certified as a life skill instructor where Mm -hmm. I taught other offenders the true meaning of what thinking errors are. That was one of the courses that I taught. And to me, the reason I was able to wrap my my real my mind and around this particular course was because I am a person of faith. Mm-hmm. And so when they said, would you teach thinking errors? I thought about it and I prayed about it and it was biblical because mm-hmm. the book of Proverbs is as a man thinketh, so is he. Yeah, right. So I figured, yes, I can get on board. Yes, I can teach this class. Yes, I can show the impact of your thinking. Because as I shared, you know, one of the lessons learned as I was instructing is your thinking leads to the behavior Mm -hmm. and the behavior leads to the consequence. So if we can change your thinking to make better choices, then your behavior follows those choices. And then the consequence is positive. And it's the one that you want in life. And so I decided that, yes, I can make a difference right where I am. And I began oh, yeah. to teach and, and, and engage with, with men who were incarcerated and, and began to challenge them to forgive and truly let go of some things that may have caused them to make some poor yeah. choices. And so... It's been a blessing. So it didn't mm. start when they were because because they didn't have to release the doors for mm. me to be free. That's right. I was free when I made the decision when you chose to it. forgive. That so is so that's powerful. my message. And I love that because you get to start where you are. Absolutely. And if people could just realize that where they are is the perfect place for them to start. Absolutely. Had you waited around, I don't know if you would have gotten released as soon. No. And I because think it was the mindset. Good things that allowed you to, to actually effectuate a release. When you recognize that truly the key to all success in life is the power to forgive, it will assist you to do all the things and reach your full potential in life if you know that forgiveness Truly, as Elizabeth Mark said, is a four letter word, and that is love, because I truly believe that the reason I am happy and successful today is because I've learned how to forgive and how to let go. And my life is a resemblance of that. So, wow, you're getting me fired up. Cakes, I love this. I love this. And your story is so compelling, Stacey. And thank you for the good work that you're doing. Uh, you've got a website. Yes. And if people want to have you come and speak, because especially if they've got a group of young people. Absolutely. It's so important. But even a corporate group, an association, anybody yes. I think could benefit from this message because it's so powerful. You're going to help them get a backbone. Absolutely. 
And so backbone. Believing all can keep balance over negative experiences happens in the workplace, happens in the the locker room, happens in your family. And so my biggest thing is, is being able to take whatever situation Mm -hmm. and, and truly keep balance over that is what all people can truly uh, benefit from. And as I shared before, I didn't get to tell you from the standpoint of business and success to go from 40 cents an hour to being able to make Mm -hmm. and open your own 4,000 square foot gym means a lot. (laughs) And it means a lot because truly there are principles in leadership in business, in life, yes. to be able to truly uh, progress. So if you truly want to hear from me or mm. have me speak, my website is www.backbone. Backbone. That's what we've been talking about. Backbone. Yes. yes. Experiences.com. Now we're going to leave out. Leave out an extra, extra e. e in between. Just so backbone just- with the E being experiences.com. Yeah, backboneexperiences.com. One E in the middle there, folks, and you'll find them. Yes. We'll put a link in the description, too. Okay. Stacy, thank you so much for what you brought here today. Thank you. Folks, you've heard it. Now it's time. Go live on purpose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>